6 o'clock. It's Friday. It's time for the happiest hour of two-hour comedy shows that ever showed in San Francisco and on the internet, streaming live around the world. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. We have 18-plus comics today for you. We're going to have judges. Things are going to be crazy. Before we get started with the judging, we're just going to have a warm-up set from a local comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for your first... You're not judging her. She's just doing a set for funsies, because for stage time. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jen Perez! Which mic? This one, Pam? All right. How's it going? Uh, so nice to be here, and uh, it's great. And uh, good luck to all the contestants. I had no idea this was a contest. Um, I did not sign up. Uh, guess what type of Mexican I am? Guess. I'm Cuban. That's right. I'm Cuban. I'm from Jersey. And, uh, you know, uh, I used to be married. I used to be married. Uh, I married an, an Irish guy. And uh, he looks like a, he looked like a cross between the Keebler elf and Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Um, every time we had to go to the immigration office, I had to explain to the, op- to the officer, hey, listen, um... I was born in Jersey. He's the immigrant. It's, it's called reverse immigration. There was no pot of gold at the end of that marriage. Only lots of paperwork. That was truly an Irish goodbye. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about my uncle. Uh, his nickname is Tortuga. Uh, it basically means turtle, because he's slow. Uh, he's, a, he's got eight fingers and two girlfriends. He had to leave him in Cuba. I know what you're thinking. Where did he leave, the girlfriends or the fingers? I say both. It's a choose your adventure joke. Um, How is he in a polyamorous relationship? He can't even spell polyamorous. How does he have two people and I have none? How? Um, Like I said, I'm Cuban. And you know, I'm a little lonely. So so I I miss home and I I ordered a Cuban sandwich. And when they delivered, when my Cuban sandwich showed up, they put the pickle in a wax paper condom on the side, like a side piece. The pickle's not a side piece. She's the woman of the house. She belongs with her family inside the sandwich. Yeah, Cubans, Cubans don't leave the, their family outside like a common street pickle. They don't do that. That's not a Cuban sandwich. That's just a sandwich with a pickle on the side. Uh, my family, uh, they gave me an Olive Garden gift card recently. I'm a, I'm a single person. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Olive Garden is a family restaurant. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know how sad it is to eat endless bowls of pasta at the bar at Olive Garden? Did you know that Olive Garden had a bar? I do. And you know, someone said, you know what, why don't you just order delivery? Delivery? I don't want a block of cheese and butter delivered home because that's what's going to happen. You know what's the worst part of getting an Olive Garden gift card as a single person? You can't even use the entire value of the card. That means you have to go back. (laughs) All right, I'll leave you with this. Nice, short, and sweet. Um, How many fishermen does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Two. One to screw it in, and one to watch out for the sharks, because the boat is sinking. Thank you so much. I'm Jen Perez. Yay! Jen Perez, your warm-up comedian. Just so everybody knows, 
That's what the horn sounds like, and you usually get it at three minutes. But we're going to do four-minute sets. So your, um, your first comedian, what a lovely human being he is, judges, get your little pens out, and you're going to try to guess how to spell his name. It's Vishal Kalasudanandra. Oh, give me more energy, guys. Come on, this is a comedy show. Yes. Oh, my God, we fucking beat COVID. I need some more energy for that, guys. Yeah. I just came back from Miami, dude. They don't wear any protection there at all, man. I came back with COVID and HPV, okay? It's a fun spot. <laughs> but, like, now we beat COVID in California. Everything's opened up. I'm stoked about that. My dumb brain is like, dude, we beat all diseases. As far as I'm concerned, my HPV don't exist, bro. It went out with the COVID. We're good. <laughs> uh, I actually had an STD scare last year. I had an STD scare. I thought I had herpes, dude. It was crazy. I went to the doctor. He took a look at it. And he's like, it's not herpes. Uh, it is a fungus. I was like, dude, just give me the herpes. What the fuck? <laughs> At least herpes means I'm out there fucking, dude. Do you think I could tell these streets, bro, I have a fungus? Nobody wants the fuck dick fungus guy. <laughs> and he told me, like, dude, it's a variant of athlete's foot. I'm like, now you're fucking with me. Because I do not remember my dick going on a jog without me. <laughs> Don't remember that at all. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have roommates. I have white roommates, two roommates. Uh, they're white people. They get mad at me for not knowing American shit, though. What? Okay, all right. Is that <laughs> I'm going to move on. That was like a weird possessive thing. But yes, woohoo for white roommates. It's all right. They get mad at me, though, for not knowing American shit all the time. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, my roommates were like, dude, I can't believe you didn't know it was Easter. And I got them back. I was like, bro, I didn't grow up with that shit. I don't get mad at you for not knowing when the Hindu god Krishna's birthday is. And he was like, it's next week. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I had no idea. I'm a bad Indian. Didn't know that stuff. My other roommate, actually, I was the first Indian guy that she ever met in her whole life. And she brought some friends from the Midwest to come out to visit. And I was like, this is my moment. I'm going to fuck with them. And, <laughs> and so they came back into our house they were sitting in the apartment, and I walk in there like, they're like, oh, how's it going, man? Nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm like, hello, I'm Vishal. I'm nice to meet you. I'm from India. <laughs> they're like, uh, uh, I was like, uh, where are you from? And they're like, from, they're like oh, they're, we're from Chicago. I was like, oh, Chicago. Do they have a lot of blacks over there? Do they get along with you whites? And they were as uncomfortable as you all are right now. <laughs> and I kept up the gig for possibly too long, and uh, then they... I told them, like, oh, this is my voice, actually, and then they laughed so much, and they kept saying, like, dude, remember that when you said that thing about the blacks? I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're racist. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah, that was okay. That was some fun stuff. Um, okay, uh, are you guys a couple, or how do you guys know each other? Are you a thruple? <laughs> you laugh because I'm probably right. <laughs> you got too many rings to not be in a thruple, my friend. <laughs> Ah, okay. It's, it's like a sextuple. I got a question for you, or are one of you his lovers? I'm curious. Ah, okay. I have a question for you. Do you think he's good at sex? <laughs> Definitely. What makes you say that? Do you have the data to back that up, ma'am? <laughs> Here's the thing about sex that I don't understand. Seven billion people on the planet. Three and a half billion men. I don't know where I stack up. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't think I'm very good. Dude, I'm at the point in my life where I want to have a threesome, but the third person is just there to watch and give me notes. You know? 
I need a fucking personal trainer, you know? Uh, literally a fucking personal trainer. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. I think I'm out of time, but uh, I, uh, I, here's why I don't think I'm good at sex. I had an ED recently. I had performance anxiety. It was fucking crazy, dude. I'm an anxious person. What happened was um, I was freaking out if a girl I was dating uh, liked me or not, and so I couldn't get it up during sexy stuff, which is so fucking stupid, right? Because I was freaking out if a girl liked me or not while she was trying to suck my dick. And it's like, how much validation do you need, Vishal? <laughs> Sucking dick, that is acts of service. That is the ultimate love language. <laughs> but my love language is words of affirmation, you know? So I guess be great between licks. She said nice shit like, you're a great guy. You'll make a great father someday. <laughs> Your body is a wonderland. All right, thank you guys. Vishal everyone your first comedian good luck spelling his name is denise lee here she signed up but I, I haven't met her yet so we're gonna keep moving down the list your next comedian is here put your hands together for number two wally hippolito hello hello can y'all hear me hello what the fuck is up beautiful people we made it. We made it through COVID, y'all. We made it so well through COVID. This guy's wearing no fucking socks out on, on Mission Street, bro. Come the fuck on. How y'all doing tonight? You're... Goddamn, you're a good-looking dude. He wasn't lying. Holy shit. That's what's up, man. Nah, I'm gonna fuck with you later. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what, was I, what was I gonna talk about today? You had me, like, enamored, bro. Uh, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. All right, all right, let's start this. Let's start this over again. All right, I'm Wally Hippolito, guys. My pronouns are he fucks. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm heterosexual, but there are outside forces in this world that are starting to coerce me into the gay community, particularly Tinder. Is anybody else on Tinder right now? <laughs> Shit, hit me up later. But um, so... Tinder has this perverse algorithm where they, I do this thing where I call it machine gun swiping. You know, we all do that. And every once in a while, Tinder likes to put a dude right there in the middle of my algorithm. And I swipe right, and I swear to God, as soon as I, as soon as I get the match, it goes, bing! Message from a dude. Hey, little gingerbread man, you won't be able to run away from me. And you know what? That makes me feel, feel pretty fucking good. It's been, a, it's been a long COVID, guys. That is fucking amazing. Like, I, I might just go gay every once in a while, you know? Like, it's Pride Month. Brady's here. He's wearing a nice leather jacket. I love it. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. But um, has anybody else been to the mall lately? The mall is fucking weird, right? The mall is so fucking weird right now. I swear, workers are like crackheads. I was I was at Foot Locker, right? I was like looking at shoes, looking at shoes, and all of a sudden, so, some guy, hey, do you need any help? <laughs> I swear, they're becoming so desperate for help. It's like back in the day, pre-COVID, they didn't want to do anything for you, and now they're just like, hey, hey, sir, hey, sir, can I do some? Come on, I need that 1% commission check, or else I can't send no money to my grandma. <laughs> But it's all bad. It's all bad, man. It, it fucks with my it fucks with my mental health. Um, so I've been in therapy lately. Anybody else doing therapy right now? 
That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, and you know, during therapy, you know, you you let out a lot of steam. You let out a lot of like inner rage. And one thing I've kind of been noticing as men, like, we need to start showing each other more love, right? Like, we need to start showing more each other more love outwardly, like not just daps and you know high fives, but we need to start showing each other more hugs, like very intimate, you know. Every once, you know, in India, they're like holding hands, skipping down the road. In uh, in Brit, in Europe, they're out over here kissing. Mwah, mwah. That's probably why their COVID numbers are up. But like, that's a different story. But guys, this is America. We gotta do it fucking big. So I'm proposing here right now in front of all the men. We gotta start sucking each other's dicks. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. Thank you so much. Number two, Wally Hippolito. My goodness. That's perfect. Your Pam, your Pam drink for Gay Pride. That's fantastic. Uh, hey, judges, you're amazing, and we love you, and you can tell who the judges are because they have paper. And so you're going to, in some way, at the end of the show, relate in a way to me the five people that you would want to see booked on a show somewhere. And then they get to be booked on a show. Oh, my God. It's so fun. And so thank you so much for being here. And it's Mutiny Radio. And um, again, with the mask thing, it's your comfort level, whatever you feel comfortable with. That's your business now. And I'm really excited that you're here. And thank you so much. And clap it up for yourselves right now. Yay. <laughs> and your next comedian, it's his month, OK? And so everyone just shut up. It's his month. Uh, I love him so much. He's so funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. <laughs> Hello, children of Earth. How are we today? We're doing all right? Yes, it's my month, God damn it. I'm so glad you're all here to worship me. I appreciate it. You're so close and so sexy. You know what I mean? And now that COVID's out, I mean, the homosexuals are everywhere. You can hear them thrumming. I mean, it's like the cicadas. They're on top of each other. They're everywhere. They're on every fence. It's crazy. You can't go out and they're like throwing dicks at you or something. You know, I mean, we have been so thirsty that we can't even take it anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It has just been insane. I've been spending months just getting ready, you know, kind of stretching, you know, getting, doing those nice back stretches, you know, where you get all ready. You know, you can see a whole bunch of fags at the gym doing that, too. They're just getting, they're swinging at it, and they're getting low, and they're pumping real low until they get it, yeah. Oh, the gentle thrust of it all. Not that I've been fantasizing or... Um, Anything like that. Um, yeah, it's been very exciting to be be here in San Francisco again. Um, yeah, I've been... <coughs> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, so I've been thinking I've had a lot of crazy fantasies here, ladies and gentlemen. One of them is, well, you know, Folsom's coming up, right? And I was thinking of a new costume design or something, maybe kind of like... Uh, Maybe some would take on uh, Little Orphan Annie, right? Except in this case, of course, it'd be Little Orphan Fanny, right? Me and my little dyke, my little uh, red wig, my little boy, Sandy, my little puppy, right? Leash. All traveling the world with Daddy Warbucks. So sexy, so exciting. And, um, oh, and, and what's his name again? Punjab, right? Do you remember him? Anybody? Remember Punjab? Remember? He's the, was he a gimp? Was he the gimp? I think he was the gimp. I think he was the gimp. And um, I wrote a song about it. 
going in. And this is for all of you guys at Pride, and thank you again. Oh, I wanted to call out to Wally. Wally, are you here? Oh, God, see, you know, he, he starts a promise he can't be here to finish it off. It's just like a fucking man. <laughs> You're used here to worship me. God damn it. Fuck. All right. Well, maybe later, you know, uh, for me. Anyway, okay. The song goes a little something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. Bet he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll gin a jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a day away. These are my fantasies. Um, <laughs> yes, it's very exciting, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm honored. Come on in, please have a seat. Take your time. I mean, you're, you're here to worship me. That's You do know that, right? Okay, and just I want you all to know that my name is Brady Pearson. If, I, if you do not vote for me this weekend, it is a hate crime. <laughs> okay? None of you... Want to be a part of this, part of that, do you? You want to support the only faggot who's talking to you right now, too. Let's just be clear. All right. On that note, please don't be haters. My name is Brady. Have a great night. Brady Pearson, number three, everyone. Number three. The very sparkly. I do not doubt com his commitment to sparkle motion. Your next comedian, another very funny man, number four, put your hands together for Jamar Pitts. Jamar's here, isn't he? I didn't see him get here. I thought I saw him get here. All right. Um, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Okay, so I'm sorry if I sound a little out of breath. Um, I'm wearing a bra for the first time in like a year. Uh, and it's just cutting into my airflow a little bit right now. Um, like my torso right now feels like a small Chinese girl during the Qing Dynasty, just getting her feet binded for the first time, um, just tied up by gender norms and the patriarchy. Um, in general, I'm just tired of feeling strangled without consent by my lingerie, my inner demons, my parents' disappointment and my life choices. My parents would never admit this, but I think they secretly uh, regret not being more strict with me when I was growing up. Uh, I think they regret not being more like tiger parents, you know? Um, I was raised more like a free-range chicken on an organic farm. I just trotted through life uh, carefree without being weighed down by the burden of expectations. Um, and my parents were so nurturing, showered me with positive reinforcement for things like flossing at night, and in return for their selfless love and sacrifice and coming to America so that I could do something that mattered with my life. I grew up and I got a job uh, working for a company that 
delivers birthday cakes to dogs. Just <laughs> backbone of the American economy right here. And to make things worse, though, they keep asking when I'm going to get married. And I'm just like, I can't even find someone who will sit next to me on the bus. Like, how do I find someone who will spend the rest of forever with me? There was one really nice guy I met earlier this year, um, and he was the total package, and I fell hard for him. He checked all the boxes. He used uh, proper punctuation at the end of his text messages. Um, he gave me cheese, the fancy kind that has, like, three or more syllables in the name, like camembert. Uh, and we went on a total of three dates, and then he ghosted me. Which means that six months later, I'm almost completely over him. And at this point uh, in my life, I've been broken up with enough times to have a pretty good post-breakup routine down. Delete his text messages, delete his phone number, unfollow him on Instagram to not see his posts, refollow him on my second fake Instagram account to see his posts. Just uh, healthy, healthy habits, you know? Um, so clearly my romantic life is just not thriving. Um, sorry, is that? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> clearly my romantic life is not thriving. Like the most intimate I've gotten in the last two years is uh, going to Trader Joe's to slap watermelons. Like just pounding away in the produce aisle twice a week, every week. Um, and for those who are unfamiliar, uh, here's a little pro tip. To select the perfect watermelon, you have to give each prospective watermelon a good assertive slap, like a, like a light BDSM spank. Um, you want to find one that reverberates off your palm a little bit. Um, and you want it to be firm, but not too firm, kind of like a human, or so I'm told, can't confirm. Um, I am stepping up my game, though. Um, recently, I got to third base. Um, very exciting. Thank you, two people. Um, I got to third base uh, with a frozen taquito from my freezer. Um, it was taking too long in the microwave, so I did what anyone else would do. I just defrosted it between my legs. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much. I'm Denise. Denise Lee, number four, Denise Lee. All right, killing it. Uh, everyone's bringing their A game, your next comedian. Put your hands together. He's number five. It's Jamar Pitts. Yay! How y'all doing tonight? So I'm here to spit some conspiracy theories about lunch meat. Fuck baloney. Baloney is full of shit. Baloney is such a fake ass bitch. It has motherfucking multiple. It doesn't even know how it wants to be spelled. Like it's literally that fake. Like. It's literally synonymous with something not being true. What do white people say when something's not true? That's baloney. <laughs> That's how shitty this meat is. Now, think back, anytime y'all have had baloney, have y'all ever felt better after eating? You ever felt happy after eating baloney? You might feel full, you might be, you know, have some nutrition, but you're fucking heated. You're fucking heated. Now, think to like anywhere that's a shitty place, right? Public school lunchroom, Jail, they're serving bologna in there. <laughs> now, I've been to jail, surprise, surprise. Yeah, racist. Anyway, uh, and uh, while I was in there, they served us enchiladas that had bologna in them and expected us to not fight and riot after that. Are you kidding me? 
we all were pissed. We cut into that shit with our forks, our sporks, excuse me. Um, very rounded sporks, because we don't want to stab each other. Um, and yeah, baloney came rolling out of there, and we immediately stopped jacking each other off and started rioting. It was insane. Um, I had a really good time in jail, actually. I had like a, I had like a summer camp kind of vibe to it. Um, we had activities. Um, I won both of my slap boxing contests while I was in there. So I went out 2-0, I feel very proud about that. Um, but it wasn't all good. While I was in there, I cried. I cried in front of other grown men. I cried in front of another grown man that is in there for a gun charge. Mind you, I was in there on unpaid traffic tickets. So I didn't think I would get much sympathy. But mind you, this, this, this gentleman in there fighting a gun charge pulled me aside, hugged me, rubbed my back, and gently assured me that no one was gonna fuck my bitch while I was inside. Very, very calming effect on my body. It was like I snorted Xanax. Didn't even have a bitch, but I felt very calm about that whole situation happening. So, I've been feeling like I want to have a kid. Wait, let me be real about that. I mean, I, mean, I got that wrong, actually. I've been feeling like I want to get married, but I really don't want to get married, clearly. Um, what I really want is to be proposed to by a woman. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Okay, and I just want to create chaos amongst women. That's all I want to do. Because when, when a woman proposes to a man, other women lose their shit. They are like, this fucking scab has violated our union agreement to not do this shit. She is violating our fucking labor laws. It is bad enough that we're getting fucking Walmart rings from pieces of shit like me, okay, and now you're going to propose. Not a good look, ladies, not a good look. So over the pandemic, I did what a lot of us did. I got plants. And a lot of them are still alive. Actually, all of them are still alive. I have an orchid that is still alive, thank you. I have kept an orchid alive for a year. I deserve major round of applause for that, people. Thank you, thank you. But as I said, uh, you know, I've been dating. And um, I told this girl I've been dating that, yeah, I've managed to keep some plants alive for over a year. And she's like, wow, you must be really responsible. <laughs> She was like, wow, you must be total baby daddy material. Which, I don't know if you know this, you don't say shit like that to a black man. That triggers our flight or flight instinct. The hair stood up on the back of my neck and I fled immediately. Thank you guys, have a good night. Jamar Pitts, everyone. Number five, Jamar Pitts, yeah. Moving right along. I'm excited we uh, have ladies on the bill tonight. Usually it's, usually it's a sausage fest. But not tonight. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. Comedian number six, Ariel Bernberg. Hello. How's it going? Not me. I'm grumpy. I'm moving. So that sucks. And, um... It's been really frustrating because I've been stressed and packing and all my friends are like, Ariel, don't worry. It's a chance to organize. Marie Kondo all your things. And I'm like, okay, Ashley, but what if nothing sparks joy for you? <laughs> How do I decide if I'm supposed to keep this souvenir from Nicaragua I've had for seven years that's just a turtle that's also a coconut? <laughs> you know? So... 
I've also been thinking, and I hate to say this because I can feel the feminism leaving my body, but it would be easier if I had a boyfriend to move. Okay, and it's not because they're stronger or have a truck. I have my own truck. But guys just don't overthink shit like I do. Like, I've been spending the last four days meticulously organizing my face serums, and one time I moved with a boyfriend where we just balanced our mattress on the top of the car with all four windows down and our arms outside of the window holding the mattress down, you know? But I don't have a boyfriend, and that's fine. I, um, I actually was recently dating a guy I really liked, and he asked me to text him what porn I like to watch. That's a loaded question, but also an opportunity. Um, if I send something that's just twisted enough, I'm going to be able to kind of coyly present my kinks. But I also run the risk of like setting misleading expectations, like I'm into anal or would want to like hook up with my stepmom, you know, again. Um, <laughs> but I sent him a couple links and I was really excited. You know, every girl's dream might get that dick pic. And uh, he didn't respond for a few hours or a few days. When he finally responded, he broke up with me. Yeah. So our text thread was just normal conversation, um, him asking for the porn links, me sending him a video where the screen grab was like a woman as if she had tripped while bungee jumping naked and was hanging a bondage, and then him just being like, hey, I'm not that into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's fine. Dating's really hard for me, and I'm going to give it a break. The only guys I seem to be into um, are guys that will never love me quite as much as they love David Lynch, so it's probably better that I take a breather on that anyways. And it's fine because I'm actually really preoccupied with my sugar daddy anyways, you know? He texted me the other day and he was like, do you have anywhere near you that you can pan for gold? And I was like, that's kind of what you're for. Um, <laughs> but. He explained to me that in 1849, there was a gold rush near Sacramento, and there's a great area to pan for gold. All I heard, y'all, was 1849. I was like, I know he's old. That's <laughs> kind of the dynamic. But is he a ghost? <laughs> um, before I leave, I will share that my sugar daddy did prompt me to start a small business that I've been really enjoying. The only issue is that I've been getting a, a lot of chargebacks, a lot of credit card chargebacks with people saying, hey, we didn't get what we ordered. Um, and that's really frustrating because I explicitly say like what I'm giving you. This one guy issued the chargeback and it was him being like, she said she wore these while running six miles, but it seemed more like light ca cardio and a walk to the coffee shop. And if you're wondering, yes, I am selling my underwear. Thank you so much. Ariel Bernberg selling her panties for profit. Number six, Ariel Bernberg. That was very funny. All right, your next comedian, he's all the way out of L.A., and he's here visiting us, so it's very exciting. Clap your hands together for Jake Rush. I love it. Bringing me up with jazz. Um, so, uh, okay, I'm kind of an awkward guy. Um, a lot of times people can tell after a couple minutes on stage. Uh, so uh, when I was in preschool, they thought I was autistic. 
Um, and by the time I was in high school, they knew for sure. Uh, I was uh, I was actually diagnosed uh, when I was 11 as being high functioning on the autism spectrum, uh, and I found a lot. Oftentimes, people don't believe me when I say that on stage, um, because I've been told I have quarterback face. Uh, but um, I I I, pr I <laughs> when I talk to them one on one, they always know I'm telling the truth. Um, yeah, one on one conversations are a lot scarier for me than this than uh, than stand up because. I'm not very good at reading people's nonverbal social signals, and other people aren't very good at saying what they mean. <laughs> uh, and it's just a bad mix. Like, uh, it's, if her, I'll be on a date with a girl, and she'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't want to bore you with my problems. And I'll be like, thank you so much. <laughs> so glad we're on the same page. Um, and, uh, yeah, so eye contact also is kind of tricky for me. Um, be because the thing is, it's, like, it's not just a matter of making eye contact. It's, it's that you have to make just the right amount of eye contact. That's why it's tricky. Like, too little eye contact says, I don't care about you as a person at all. And too much eye contact says, I've poisoned you and I'm waiting for it to take effect. <laughs> Being on the spectrum and needing to learn social cues, it's like being an alien visiting Earth for the first time. You're like, oh no, don't stare at the breasts. Oh no, don't go to the beach and sit facing away from the ocean. <laughs> um, fun fact, I, okay, I just found this out. Uh, technically, autism isn't considered a heritable trait by the American Psychiatric Association, which means legally I'm still allowed to sell my sperm, uh, which is, uh, which is hu that's, that's huge for me as a, as a poor person. That's huge news. It's, uh, yeah, I did, uh, I am a poor person and I did apply to sell my sperm uh, and I was approved despite the whole mental health situation, which sort of shows you how much women care about guys being tall. It's, <laughs> it's way too much. Um, also, I just feel like just in general, uh, getting a approved to sell your sperm is the ultimate sign that you're an underachiever. Because in order to get approved, you have to have a lot of traits associated with people that are successful, like height or a college degree, even though it's exclusively the least successful people that are trying to sell their sperm. So essentially what they're scouting for is just who has the most wasted potential. <laughs> they're just like, out of all the people that have done nothing with their lives, who left the most on the table? <laughs> that's, that's our guy. Um, also, um, the, f the fact that my, I, my sperm, it's, it turns out it's actually been very popular. It's been kind of a hit, um, and which shows me in a way how bad I am at dating. I think I'm hard to be on a date with just because uh, if a woman wants to buy my sperm, it costs $1,500, and somehow it's still harder for me to give it away for free. That's... <laughs> That's how much I'm doing wrong, that they want my raw genetic material more than the finished product. <laughs> that means that who I am is the least attractive thing about me. But women will pay good money for who I could have been. <laughs> like some women, when they see guys with wasted potential, they're like, I can fix them. In my case, they're like, I'd have to start from scratch. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, guys. Thank you. Jake Rush, everyone. Those L.A. guys, man, showing us how it's done. That was exciting. 
Uh, that was number seven, Jake Rush. Now we're on to number eight, just so you know who's on deck. Number nine, Pranav Panai. I hope I pronounced your name right. And and there's a contingency of three, and you're all boop, boop, boop. Just to let everybody know who's on bass and deck and all that fun stuff. But right now, clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Damian Montez. How you guys doing? You guys ready to have some fun? Cool. Let's do it. Let me get this right. My penis is hard. Let's go. Cool. Let me address the mask real quick. Um, this is not a political stance. This is not a statement on anything. This is just a personal choice. Um, I just got braces and herpes the other day, so just an easy way. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Ma'am, you didn't laugh at that. It's, it's totally fine. I was just kidding. I didn't get braces. How you guys doing over here? Cool. No, I like wearing the mask a lot. I learned a lot wearing this mask. I learned that my eyes are prettier than my whole face. Anybody else? Yeah, dude, without the mask, I'm a normal six in the city. I'm a gay seven. Now I'm a mask nine, so it's good to be beautiful. Hell yeah, daddy. Hell yeah. You guys want me to take it off? All right, I'm a little worried, though. I'm a little worried. The other day I was talking to a comic, and he was like, I need to talk to you. Put down your mask. So I put it down, and while he was talking, he spit in my mouth. I know, you know who was really upset about that? My boyfriend, that's his job. So he was pissed, but I like you guys. I'm gonna take off my mask, okay? Okay, here we go. Surprise, he's a lesbian, okay. <laughs> I'm not a lesbian, I'm just a bottom. Anybody else, just, just me? Cool, happy pride. Ma'am, you look concerned, you're like, is he gay? I don't, I don't know. I'm with you, I don't know either. But uh, hopefully a man buys me a drink after the show and we'll figure it out together, you know? <laughs> no, it's funny. I said this after a show one time and a guy was like, I'll buy you drinks all night. I was like, that was just a joke. I was playing. He was like, I wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, you're willing to buy me free drinks all night and hope that I get drunk enough to sleep with you? He's like, that was the plan. I was like, hmm, now I'm a little curious. Turns out I wasn't gay, just love free stuff. So maybe I am a lesbian, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a professional comedian, yeah. I can just bust a joke out anytime and hopefully it'll make you guys laugh. I'm pretty sure it will. Like I looked up this fact the other day that the average American man has sex two to three times a week, while the average Japanese man has sex two to three times a year. I know, and that was shocking to me because I had no idea I was Japanese. <laughs> I'm a professional, guys. I'm a professional. Hi. I'm Mexican. I'm also Mexican, you know? Yeah, cool, yeah? I know with you, I saw it in your eyes. You were like, with that haircut, you're definitely the lesbian. So, no, I am Mexican. Surprise, you know? No one believes me when I'm telling them I'm Mexican. I'm like an undercover Mexican because I speak fluent Spanish as well. So people speak to me in English, but when I turn around, they talk shit about me in Spanish. <laughs> so I'll introduce myself, but then when I turn around, people that speak Spanish are like, esta mujer de Miley Cyrus, <laughs> which means it's that bitch Miley Cyrus. <laughs> when you're Mexican and you're pale, people always ask you the same thing. Damien, you don't look Mexican. What is that supposed to mean? What do you want me to look like? A chihuahua? What do you... People always ask and say the stupid thing. You don't look Mexican, but if you are, prove it. I was like, hmm, well, 
I did get married young and I started a family. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did get married young, and before I was married young, I was single. I didn't like being single, because when you're single, you go to places with women and drugs. It's not a good mix, because you don't meet a lot of smart women at these places. It's a lot of dumb whores. And one time this woman asked me a stupid question. She was like, if I take you home tonight, what drugs do you want me to be on while I'm having sex with you? I was like, birth control whore? What are you talking about? Where's my mask? That was fun, guys. Thank you guys so much. Damien Montez, everyone. Number eight, moving right along. Four minute sets, getting them through. Thank you, judges. You're amazing. You are, and your next comedian is number nine, and I challenge you to spell his name. Put your hands together for Pranav Panay. Yay! I would just take it off. Uh, I think this is the best time to be a blind person. If you had to be a blind person, today's the day to do it. You, know, you don't want to be blind in like the 1990s. Harry Potter just came out. There's no iPods. If you got to be blind, today's the day to be blind. You know, very accessible world we live in. You know, you can be a blind forklift driver today. That is a real job. Blind forklift, and there, you know, there's. I don't know. I, I feel like I have the same question as you. Aren't there other jobs? They went with, you know, we're putting blind people on construction sites now. <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, that's what that's what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I, I think if you had to be blind, now's the time to do it. There's still challenges, I'd imagine. I mean, imagine being blind trying to have sex. You know, like it's hard enough to find the clit as is, man. And now, now I gotta be like Marco. Polo, 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 polo. I found it. I found it. I found it. Uh, sorry, I know that that's a lazy joke. I I'll admit that, but not as lazy as a blind forklift driver. Okay, I mean, yeah, that, that's just they're just on a roller coaster eight hours a day, just going around, going around. So. Um, happy Pride, everybody. It's June. Happy Pride. Uh, I'm you know it, it's good to be in San Francisco for for Pride Month. I was in New York for Pride Month a couple years back, and that was, was a little awkward. Um, I was living with five straight guys in a two-bedroom, one-bath, pretty intimate. Uh, and you guys know how, like, straight guys need to prove that they're straight to each other all the time, you know? So we were sharing beds, but we set up the pillow barrier, so n no touching, <laughs> no touching, no touching. We would play these kind of straight hypotheticals, like, uh, bro, like, how much money would it take for you to suck a dick? And I fucked up. I, I, I went to, I was like, oh, like, at least like $1,000, right? It's too low. I was like, bro, you suck dick for a MacBook Pro? You hella gay. Then it's too low. You don't, that's what I learned. You don't want to be the cheapest dick sucker in your friend group. That's the most important thing. Because if you're in a situation, say you're on a hike, and your boy gets a snake bite on the shaft, who do you think they're going to volunteer to suck out the venom, you know? This guy basically wants to, right? Yeah, no, I hate that. Don't want to be that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be in San Francisco. I've been playing a lot of pickup basketball. Any basketball fans out there? If you ever want to figure out your most obvious physical trait, play pickup basketball. Because, all right, they'll be like, man, Titi's passed the ball. You know? That, that used to be me. I've been running a lot. I've, I've been exercising. 
uh, but I got this bald spot now. I don't know, you can yeah, see. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So now it's bald spot. Stop <laughs> chucking up threes, and that's working on that. Um, it's tough having a bald spot. I got to tell you, you know? You're not fully accepted by the haired or the hairless. You're in this weird, weird middle ground. It's tough. It's tough being, it's tough having a bald spot. Um, trying to dress better. Do you guys feel like I'm dressed okay today, right? Yeah? Yeah. All right. She's dressed pretty good. I, I, I've been working on it. Uh, my girlfriend dresses really well. She's in New York. She told me, you know, your clothes need to tell a story. What do your clothes say about you? So my clothes say my mom needed to spend five more dollars at TJ Maxx to activate a 20% off coupon. What do your mom, <laughs> what do your clothes say about you? What do your clothes say? Yeah, I think I'm about out of time, but uh, thank you guys so much and uh, have a good rest of your day. Hooray! Fanaf, Fanaf! That was a great reveal with your bald spot. And you, you kind of look like you work at um, Best Buy. Your, <laughs> your, I definitely ask you for advice on debugging my computer. <laughs> Not be, it's just the way it's dressed. Uh, put your hands together for number 10, everyone. Number 10, Dhruv Panay. What's up, guys? How's it going? How's it going? Starting to get, uh, starting to get back to normal here, meeting people. Uh, I've, I've uh, met a few new people recently. Haven't done that in a while. Um, I, I, I do enjoy... Uh, when you're when you're kind of meeting new people in, in like uh, in a new job setting or a new club, you know you play those little games to to get to know each other. Um, like, oh, if you were stuck on a desert island, uh, what what three things would you bring with you? And and that's great, but but you know, you've always got the the smart asses that are like, oh well, if I was stuck on a desert island, I'd bring a helicopter. Uh, helicopter fuel, can't forget that. Uh, and then how to fly a helicopter for dummies. And, you know, it's like, all right, Jimbo, um, I, think, I think I've understood all I need to learn about you. Uh, I've gotten to know you just as well as I need to. Um, I was, uh, in, in, in college, we, we played this, uh, this game to get to know everyone freshman year. You'd, you'd kind of have these, like, little discussion questions you're supposed to answer in, in small groups. So um, I, I remember one of the questions we got was, uh, do you fold or wad your teepee? You, you guys all understand the question. TP stands for toilet paper. <laughs> so I, I didn't know what TP stood for. Uh, the only thing that I could think of was, you know, like like the the Native American dwelling, the the TP. So I I was, I was ready to talk about TP. So um, yeah, but but imagine how that question gets there. I mean, these people had a meeting, and they said, guys, we need one more, one more discussion question what's it going to be and then and then you know you've got some young upstart and he says guys what about uh what do you do for fun now nah, two vanilla dave <laughs> two vanilla we're trying to push it here and so then and then finally there's this one guy and he's he's in the corner and he's he's kind of seedy he's got this like patchy beard you know he, he this is his moment he says guys how about how do you wipe yourself <laughs> that's the question and then the share is like we've got it that's the question. That's what we're gonna go with. So, so, uh, so anyway, I was I was ready to talk about TPs with uh, with my friend Reese, uh, and and uh, you know he, the, they asked the question. So, do you fold or wad? And and I, I looked at him and I said, uh, Reese, I, I got to be honest with you, I've never used a TP. <laughs> and he gave me this look of disgust 
that I have never seen before. And, and, and uh, oh, God, just, just uh, a, l- a lot of emotions, obviously. The first one is just deep, deep shame, to be honest. Uh, but the second one was this, this, uh, l- uh, this feeling of realization, oh, my God, so many things in my life just made sense. Well, like when you TP a house, I, I thought you, you called it TPing because, you know, the end result was you know, some, some, some conical dwelling. Um, um, yeah, and, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's so, much, so much in my life made sense. And, and, and I think I, I thought back to the time when, uh, you know, I was in a public bathroom and, and the, guy, the guy next to me was like, uh, hey, man, like I'm, I'm all out of TP. Like, can you, can you just love me something? I'm like, sorry, man, I'm not that kind of Indian. All right, guys, thank you. You've been fun. Number 10, keep your hands clapping for Drew Panay, the Brothers Panay. All right. Um, Just to let everybody know what the order is, uh, we have uh, Shruti up next, and then we'll have Josh on deck and Christina Pickles in the hole, just so everybody knows where we are. But right now, judges, you're amazing. Keep your keep being honest, awesome, and whatever, doing stars, hearts, whatever you want to let us know who your favorite comedians are. Right now, we have number 11. Put your hands together for Shruti Kilia. Man, right now, I just got here. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I just moved to the city, so I'm just getting used to seeing naked men in purple thongs on Castro. Really exciting. Um, I just graduated and I realized that I have no hobbies. It's amazing. Uh, so in the pandemic, people are like, so what do you do for fun? Um, I don't know, man. I grew up in India. I'm a stereotype. I studied in high school and then I studied and drank in college. So I got here and I was like, you know what? I'm, g- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna type a the shit out of this. We're gonna have a spreadsheet. It's gonna be color coded. We're gonna figure out what to do. First thing I look into is something called diamond painting. It's apparently like paint by numbers, but instead of using paint, you use like millions of like tiny rhinestones that you like glue. And I was like, I'm gonna blow my head off, man. And like, don't judge me. It was the pandemic. We were all desperate. And so I like chucked my spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, content. We're gonna watch content. So uh, when I first moved to the US, I thought my life was gonna be like um, friends. You know, I know, I know. I'm really basic. I get that. Um, So like, I thought, you know, like it's gonna be a sitcom, an ever-evolving cast of people to date. Like no one's gonna talk about like how hungover you get by going to a bar every fucking day. Um, that didn't work out. Uh, so I started dating a stand-up comedian, as one does. And I was like, okay, okay, this is still fine. Like, I feel my life going like the indie movie vibe. Like, this is this is working out. This is good. Um, but I'm here today. This is my first set. And I'm fucking living the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And the brisket is not working. This is my spot. The brisket is not working. Anyway, as I said, I grew up in India, kind of kind of conservative a little bit. My, I was very sheltered. My parents wanted me to like live a very healthy life, and so they were like, stay away from snacks. By that, I, they meant men, obviously. Um, and so when I moved here, I had an abundance of both, like American snacks and men. And so in my mind, they're like weirdly fucking conflated, and I don't know what to do with it. So like, you know, you've got your flaming hot Cheeto. That's like that toxic guy that you sleep with. And then you wake up and you're like, what did I just do? But you know the next time you have any amount of substance in you, you're going to want that. Um, (laughs) My personal favorite is um, the hint of lime. Um, 
that's that boy who lives in your hinge dms and he's just like just that interesting that you know just when you like start to forget about him he comes in with like a little hint and uh, you know for me personally so my friends don't like this band that i really like laney they they like make a lot of fun of me for that but this guy he'll be like um i'll forget about him and he'll come and he'll be like hey babe um I heard I quit drinking by Laney. It was great. Just a little hint. And then he'll go away. He'll go away for a week and I'm like, "Okay, I'm 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 invested." Um there's veggie straws. The guy I should probably be in a relationship with, like, you know, he's tall, lanky, probably good for me. Um but the reason I don't like him is because when well, my mom likes him, like my mom brought him. So there's that. And you know, he's bland, but I know that if nothing else works out, like eventually I'm just going to have veggie straws, like it's fine. Um but um my uh, my do- my dirty secret which I'm sharing with all you guys today. Yes, just look at me vulnerable. Like I'm marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um is uh, funions. Have you guys had funions? Okay, funions are disgusting. Uh like absolutely disgusting. So funions is that guy that um is not redeemable. Like he I can't go to my roommate and be like, "Oh, I swear he looks better in person." No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Uh and he always has that like one really weird thing about him. So, uh let me tell you My funion is uh Steve who hangs out at Castro uh sometimes wearing a purple thong. Uh so if you see him at the end of this uh tell him I'm free after the show. Thank you everyone. <laughs> All right. Number 11 everyone. Shruti Kiola. Yeah. That was your first set ever. That's amazing. Clap it up for again. It's your first time ever doing comedy. That's amazing. We're moving on down the line everybody. We're on number 12. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Oh, hello. Got my magic cards on deck just in case anyone wants to play. Uh I'm I'm in a weird mental place right now. Um I had a happy hour for the first time in a year and a half last night and uh I did alcohol. Woo! Uh <laughs> and I woke up this morning and I puked beans. I haven't had beans in like a week and I just puked beans for like an hour and there's no end to this bit. I'm still trying to figure out like why my body is continuing to produce beans. Um so that's been rattling around in my head. Uh And then I went to the park and I was walking around I felt something hit the back of my foot a uh, blind dude hit me in the back of the foot with a stick and <laughs> yeah blind pe- um <laughs> and he's like oh I'm sorry and you know it didn't hurt I think and I just go <laughs> and it took me a while to realize um what happened there so I'm I'm in a weird mental place right now so sorry about that um what else did I do this morning I sent my first dick pic. Woo! You look like you sent a few, sir. Uh <laughs> Yeah, to my doctor. Ooh. I don't want to get into details. There's some oozing, some other stuff, you know. Uh I sent I sent the picture and I'm like, "Look, is this something that I need to get checked out? Like is this an issue?" And she was like, "Yeah, probably, but I'm your dentist. <laughs> you need a <laughs> 
need to figure that out. Any of you, have any of you ever done that exercise where like you do the math, you find out your parents' age minus your age to figure out how old they were when they had you? For example, my parents are 45, I'm 24, 45 minus 24 is one broken condom. I am an accident, I was not meant to be here. That's an expensive accident too. That's like $250,000 to raise a kid according to something I saw online. Uh, which means that my parents could have just bought a $200,000 Lamborghini and as long as they spilled me in the back seat, it'd still be a great financial decision. Um, have you guys like to gamble? Yeah, I don't play cards or anything. I just buy open box discount condoms. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you think you think you gamble? My risk reward: save forty-five cents, lose two hundred fifty grand. So, <laughs> see if you can beat that. It uh, it came back to bite me one time. I hooked up with a girl. Yeah. I hooked up with a girl. Um, and the condom broke when, when we were done with doing that. And I go, uh, hey, the condom broke, so uh, like, are, do, you, do you have birth control or IUD? And she goes, um, no, that's okay. That's not an answer to that question. <laughs> that you, you need to give me something. Like, are you, are you, is this going to have a child? Are we okay? Oh, no, that's okay. I, I'm just going to get the plan B. I, I, I don't want to risk it. Um, the moral of that story is that I had sex once, and that was fun for me. <laughs> um, alright, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish, if you can't tell by the everything about me, um, and, uh, I don't know, your guys' Christian heaven seems pretty cool, I, I want to go into that, I know you guys don't need, like, doctors and bankers and shit in heaven, um, but I want to go... From what I've heard, all you need to get into heaven is to, like, take a bath with a priest, um, and then they let you in. That seems like a low bar for such a cool place. Well, I, I just want to get, like, baptized with, like, a toaster in my arms. I want that fast pass straight to heaven. <laughs> all right, my name's Joshua Katsky. Thank you very much. Hey, Josh Katsky. He was number 12. That's really exciting. Your next comedian, she has been on shows at Tommy T's with Kabir Singh, who you know from America's Got Talent. He keeps moving on, and it's super exciting. And you get to see her right now, right here. Put your hands together for Christina Pickles. Number 13. Not going to lie, caught me by surprise, Pam. <laughs> I should have been paying attention. Uh, so, I'm Christina Pickles. The person in charge says we have about four minutes together tonight, which isn't the first time someone hoped I finished in under five minutes. Too bad for them. Disappointed guys turned me on. Uh, it's been weird times. It's feeling good getting back to normal. It was the absolute weirdest time to have this life-changing experience I recently had. I recently lost over 100 pounds. Oh, thank you. You could cheer for that unless you're a fat activist, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I recently lost over 100 pounds during the worst time to lose over 100 pounds when you can't go out and show it off to all the guys that rejected you. Yeah, not fun. Uh, I get politically correct compliments now. 
Yeah, it's great. I get people that say, oh, you're so beautiful now. But but you're you're just as beautiful before. Just as beautiful before. Oh yeah? Then why didn't you say that before? When I really needed to hear that shit. The only thing holding up my confidence at the time was homeless cat callers. <laughs> Most women hate that. My sad ass is over there like, thank you. <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. Um what else weird can I tell you about me? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I grew up here in the Bay. Thank you. Yeah, I grew up here in the Bay. One of the my favorite things about growing up here in the Bay is it's so diverse. You get to learn so much about different cultures through your friends, right? Well, like, for example, I learned that men love Latin women. How do I know this? Because when they figure out I'm actually Palestinian, they run the fuck away. <laughs> I guess Hamas hiding behind me doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, fun fact, Latins and Arabs have a lot in common. We're both brown. We're both sexy. Both are women waxed her upper lips. And Republicans get really scared when we enter the country. <laughs> you know the same ones that be buying up all the hummus and salsa verde in Trader Joe's? <laughs> Stick to ketchup if you don't want us here, am I right? I grew up in Livermore, best, thank you. <laughs> I grew up in Livermore, best described as the last Bay Area city that still listens to country music. I was often the first Arab person people met. I got one of two reactions. They were either really scared or really, really turned on. I guess I got Mia Khalifa and Osama bin Laden a thing for that. <laughs> and if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is, Stop lying. <laughs> yeah, I know, but can, can, I mean, I would kill for Muhammad on the Food Network channel. Can we stop giving screen time to porn stars and terrorists? Just saying. One thing, let's, uh, let's, last thing about me. Here we go. I'm a mental health advocate. Thank you. I'm not going to share my diagnosis. Uh, no, I became a mental health advocate when uh, I was raised by a single mother diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah, you know how fucked up it is to look at a homeless man and be reminded of your mother? I'll leave you with this. Well, she looks to call the police on me for stupid stuff. Like, the last time she called the cops, she reported that I was trying to kill her and that I stole her lemon bars. The same sentence. <laughs> the worst part about that is, you know how embarrassing it is to be fat and your mom calls the police reporting you stole her lemon bars? <laughs> while she's holding the damn lemon bars. <laughs> Thank you, I'm Christina Pickles, I appreciate y'all. Number 13, Christina Pickles, everyone, hooray. So I was born in Livermore, that's why I gave you the little whoop for it. I too, I'm a Livermoron. Uh, your next comedian, uh, it's the first time I get to see her, I'm really excited, and put your hands together. Number 14, everybody, Kayla Hardy, yay! Hello, thank you. So I'm a really big fan of the movie The Shining. Good taste, I like it. So I took a tour of the actual hotel that the story was based on. Now supposedly, it's really haunted. 
And my friend, she wanted to stay the night. And I was like, absolutely not. Hell no, no way. I am not staying at this haunted hotel. And she was like, why? Are you too scared? And I was like, no. It's because it's too expensive. It was like $400 a night, okay? How convenient that only the expensive hotels are haunted. <laughs> you mean to tell me there's no haunted Motel 6? Not even a haunted Super 8. I'll even splurge and stay at a haunted Best Western. But no, of course not. Doesn't exist because you never hear anyone say, don't stay at that Travelodge. I hear it's haunted. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend the other day and she was bitching to me about how she thinks men have everything easier. She was like, I want to be a guy. I want to be the one that just sticks it in. And I was like, I don't know, man. I kind of like just lying there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's way easier. I mean, all I do is this. Maybe this? Sometimes this. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, but it's not because I'm lazy. It's because I'm out of shape. I don't have the thigh strength for the other stuff, okay? But guys, they always want me to be on top, and I've just got to be like, I'm sorry. You must have me confused for one of those girls on Game of Thrones. You know, the one in every episode on top of some dude, lightly bouncing, like she's on one of those plastic horsies at the playground. That's a lot harder than it looks. The only thing worse is when they want reverse cowgirl. You know, the one where you get to face the other way and stare at feet? Cut your fucking toenails, man. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't get reverse cowgirl, you know? Like, what's in it for me? I can't see the guy. I can't kiss him. What am I supposed to do? Text him? <laughs> Having a nice time <laughs> on your dick wish you were here. <laughs> All right, I mean, I, I don't know. It's about my time. I got a minute left. All right, I don't think it's fair that only kids can be adopted. You know, I want to be adopted. <laughs> because let's face it, most adults are still getting some help from their parents, right? And for those of us who aren't, I think we need a game plan. I mean, people tell me, why don't you get a sugar daddy? I don't want a sugar daddy. I want sugar parents. <laughs> parents, plural, two income. Why? Because you don't have to fuck your parents. You just have to help them fix their computer. <laughs> I can do that. I can be the daughter you always wanted. Look, all I'm saying, if you don't want to be put in a home, let's talk. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I'm Kayla.
All right, everybody. That was number 14. Number 14, Kayla Hardy. Yeah. All right. We're moving right along. And if you're a comedian that I don't know, you come. You got to wave at me because uh, there's a couple of people on the list that I haven't seen them yet. And I'm like, where are you? Uh, but your next comedian, he is here. And I'm excited to see. I'm always tickled to see what he does. Put your hands together, everybody, for Noam Osband. Yay! <laughs> Uh, I am Noam. Uh, I'm going to do a song, and then if there's time, uh, an imitation that I just discovered. Uh, this is a song about pets. Who here owns a pet? Yeah, yeah. Pet ownership is strange, is it not? What weird moral quandaries it forces you? What other thing are you told that cutting off somebody's genitals without their consent is the right thing to do? Unless it's a pet. Uh, conversely, he does things I disagree with. Uh, Linus has no taste when it comes to eating shit. I don't mind that he eats shit. Great, I'm not gonna yuck his yum. But he doesn't, he doesn't care what kind it is. He'll eat any kind. And that's disgusting. Um, this is a song about another disagreement that we have. I wrote this song while I was watching the nine hour Ken Burns country music series, which uh, will explain its tenor. Me and my dog love each other deeply. But occasionally, he and me disagree, you see, because he likes frozen pig ears and eating kibbles and bits. Well, I've tried them both. You can take my word when I say they taste like shit. Still imagine my surprise. When I found out we disagree, oh, we do not see eye to eye on things politically. Oh, Linus, you got such cute brown eyes and the world's softest fur and a burning conviction that abortion is murder because he's Linus the pro-life dog cares about the unborn puppy and child Lord knows his politics don't match mine but I just love my cute conservative canine so now I drop him off at protests and I pick him up after dark. I don't agree with what the pooch is doing, but the dog can't drive nor park. Still, at least he ain't mean. Don't snarl or scream or raise a hateful claw. Instead, he stares ladies in the eyes with compassion, understanding, and an outstretched paw because he's lightest, the pro-life dog, cares about the unborn puppy and child. Lord knows his politics don't match mine, but I just love my cute conservative canine. Oh, but now you're probably asking yourself, no, I'm... How do you know his views? Well, it's easy, yes, it's certain, yes, it's perfectly clear. It's cause each night we snuggle up and watch the nose. He shakes his stubby tail with glee 
when new restrictive measures get made. And then he bares his teeth and barks at the sound of Roe v. Wade. Linus, what an oddly intelligent canine. Able to listen to the nightly news and not just understand it, but to create informed political opinions based on what he hears. And yet, Linus, what an oddly unintelligent canine. Pregnancy and childbirth are two of the most dangerous medical conditions a woman might experience in her lifetime. And who are you to say, dog, that she shouldn't have full autonomy over her body? Oh, Linus. Yes, we don't pick our pooches. No, our puppies steal our hearts. Still, we'll learn to love them unconditionally. Well, almost every part. Oh, Linus, I'll never understand why you like to chew on shoes and why you dedicate your doggone life to denying his right to choose because he's Linus, the pro-life dog, cares about the unborn puppy and child. Lord knows his politics don't match mine. Still, I just love my cute conservative canine. Thank you so much. We're going to try to do what we can for one minute with this. This is my imitation of Jacob, Jesus's tolerant uncle. <laughs> oh, hey, Jesus, thanks, thanks for making time. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Passover by Bubbies has been great. It's, it's always great when the family comes together. I, 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 I just wanted to talk to you for a minute. Um, Listen, I know the family's been really up your ass about getting married and, and who you're going to marry and the grandkids. And, like, that's not fun. And, and, and the, the family isn't really, I mean, they're not all that understanding. Your mom keeps telling people she's a virgin. It's not really how that works. And I, I, just, wanted to, I, I just wanted to talk to you for a second. Um, your mom tells me you're just hanging out in the desert with 12 dudes these days. And you guys are washing each other's feet. And, and hey, man, it's, it's, you can talk to me. I'm Jacob. It's okay. You know Uncle Jacob doesn't judge. She tells me, you call them your disciples? Come on, man, that's textbook power exchange. Come on, Jesus, open up. I'm Uncle Jacob. You can trust me. All right, that's all my time. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Noam Osborne. Yay, Noam Osborne. Number 16, Noam Osband. So um, did Lee Stewart never showed? There's no Sam, and, there's, and Colin just texted me, and he couldn't. So the, um, this is actually the end of the contest, but I'm going to come around and do jokes while you vote. So now's the time you take to, to vote and do whatever you want, and I'll come around and tell jokes, and then, uh, and then, we'll, do, well, then we'll finish the voting, and it'll be super exciting. Okay, clap for me. <laughs> There's 16 comics to vote for. Vote for your favorite ones. Whichever ones you think serve a show, whatever that means. Hi. You're just people, too? That's exciting. You a person, are you a comic? Are you a soulless monster that eats stage time, or are you a real person? You're a real person. Yay! Give it up for the real people. Ooh, the light did a little flashy thing. That's exciting. So, um, yeah, it's a contest. If you want to vote for whoever you like, if you're, if you're real people, you can do that too. So there are going to be five winners, and they all get to be booked on a mutiny radio show 
that uh, we have three of them a week. We do Wednesdays at Asiento, which is right up the block, and Saturdays, like tomorrow, at 2 p.m. at Atlas, which is right there, and then on first and third Thursdays and the last Sunday of the month at Bar at Dolores, which is on 29th and Dolores. So all these people are going to get booked, and that's great. So they're all going to think, and I'm going to tell some jokes of my own. I do that, too. Yeah, thank you. Yay, me. Um, a lot of people say I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that I say, I look nothing like Katherine Keener. <laughs> also, I can't afford cocaine. I'm not Katherine Keener. Ah! I do make almost every major life decision with a magic eight ball. And not the one you're thinking of, the one that you actually shake and it comes up to the surface and I ask it, do I have a problem with cocaine? And it says all signs point to yes. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> you know so much about me. <laughs> Little pro tip about cocaine. If you've been doing it for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> you're welcome. Just, it's like, is it a TED Talk on cocaine or is she telling jokes? I actually don't, I actually don't do cocaine anymore. I, I only, no, I don't, I really don't. Um, I just use the idea of it at parties so I can remember I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> They're like, you want some cocaine? I'm like, no, I actually like ketamines. Can you, can we give me some of that? Because that's more of my speed, if you know what I mean. I used to do meth. Don't do that anymore either. Wow. Because you don't want to see me on Ridland. Speed Adderall, the children's speed. I love that. It's like children's Tylenol, children's speed. And they're like, yeah, you just crush it up and put it in their oatmeal. They're fine. Really? It makes me crazy. Like, aha! Do you like? Do you like? You like Adderall? You just got out of college. Okay. She's like, you're being. I'm not a cop. I swear. <laughs> I get so nervous sometimes. People walk in, I don't know them, and I'm like, are you a cop? <laughs> I was freaked out about you guys for a second, but I was like. Do that. You give me. You give me a cop vibe. You don't. You give me a school, like psychologist vibe. I feel like. I feel like you're gonna tell me that I'm 46 years old and I've just been diagnosed for being on the spectrum. Thank you, sir. Finally, the answers I needed. You do give off kind of a, a narc vibe, though. Do people tell you that all the time? No. I know, I'm sorry. Am I being mean to the audience? Actually, you look like I have abortions older than you, so I don't even know why. How you're in this building. I had, I had my first abortion in 1995, and that is 26 years ago, for those of you that can do the maths, and uh, I only have one regret about that first abortion, you know, and that's that I didn't have the kid, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> I could have had ubiquitous access to 26-year-olds. What was I doing? That was so dumb. It was so dumb. I love 26-year-olds. They're the perfect age. They're just, they're just getting disillusioned enough. It's, they're just realizing who is talking about potential. They're just realizing that, like, I was the high school quarterback. 16 years ago, I could barely do the math there myself. That's why I had a lot of, I had a lot of, I have a lot of, I had a lot of potential. I used to, I was a varsity cross-country varsity cheer varsity track in uh, high school, and I like to brag about it because I have nothing in my real life now. <laughs> I had so much potential. My poor, my parents, I just, I like to wear my old cheerleading jacket because A, I can fit in it, and I just like to feel the disappointment of my parents, you know? <laughs> like, I really, I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist, 
and I looked up, you don't know who Bjork is, you're too young, but you know who Bjork is. I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist and I looked up at her and I was like, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and she said, your uterus is made of clouds <laughs> and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. <laughs> that's, a, that's, my, that's the only impression I can do. Clap for my Bjork impression. <laughs> All right. Has everyone done voting? Cool, I'm gonna do a couple more jokes and then we'll tell you the votes and then we'll tell you the winner is and then it'll be awesome. And then I have a show tonight at Neck of the Woods. Yay, it's at nine o'clock, so yeah, I'm excited. Neck of the Woods is pretty fucking awesome. They've got like three stages and I shouldn't give them any time on my stage. No, they deserve everything they've got and I get to be on the show and I'm excited. Um, hey, I like to drink. Who likes to drink? Yay, drinking is fun. You do, you just got out of college. Wow, I've got a pro tip, a new, this is great. You like uncircumcised guys? I do. I love uncircumcised guys, and I love alcohol. And so what I want to do is I want to take a guy, and I want to pull up his dick, and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick, and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. <laughs> You're so smart, you guys. One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross, and you got to clean out all that schmegma. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Um, this has been really fun. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Thanks for letting me do jokes at the end. And um, turn in your votes. Turn in your votes. I'll put on some music. Um, we're listening to In the Fills, just so you know, and we'll pull this back up. But it's Carne Cruda. It's from, they're out of Oakland, and the album's called Hella Tight. And it's, it's like, it's really old, but I still love it. It's from like 10 years ago, and it just, anyway, so that's what they're called. You can look them up. But yeah, give me your stuff, and then we'll figure out who wins.
And the moment you've all been waiting for, we're announcing the winners. 
Uh, there was a huge tie. Let's see. With well, actually, the number one, the number one voted winner with six votes was Jake Rush. Jake, Jake, Jake's like going out of. Well, he's already been booked on everything, but that's perfect. Um, and then there was a, a tie for second place with five votes between number fourteen, Kayla Hardy, and number five, Jamar Pitts. And number six, Ariel Bernberg. And then in third place with four votes was Denise Lee. Yay! So all of you comics, um, I will make a message with you. I'll tag you on the thing. People can listen to the podcast. You can share it. It's all, it'll be passed around, whatever. And then I'm going to contact you and you'll get to choose um, as early as a show tomorrow at two. But, uh, Two o'clock Saturdays at Atlas, or the first and third Thursdays at seven, or the last Sunday of the month at four at Bar at Dolores, or Wednesday night Asiento seven thirty. And so, and all those shows um, are happening weekly, and I'll get you on one. And so, congratulations again to Jake Rush, Ariel Bernberg, Jamar Pitts, Denise Lee, and Kayla Hardy. Yay! And thank you for being here and visiting Mutiny Radio and, um, you know, uh, listen to podcasts and stuff. If you, if anyone wants to throw money in that jar up there just to be nice, that's cool. You don't have to. But if you want to, I love donations. And um, great. I'm so glad that we – and this gives me so much time to go to my next show. I feel so good and calm now. And you guys are all amazing and wonderful. Clap it up for yourselves. Yay. Say yay us. Yay us. Yay. All right, well, we'll be back uh, Monday with Joke Workshop. There'll be a pre-sign that comes out on uh, Sunday at about noon, and then you can pre-sign for that if you want, or next Friday, same thing. We always do a contest. Thanks for being here. Thanks to our judges. Yay! Me pirates Let's sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. Thank you, From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Got a mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny, mutiny radio. Got a mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny ra- radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be. Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples 
paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, uh, let's watch full length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, ya. See you next time. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total fan of Laurie Stanton. Laurie Stanton's voice is absolutely right. I am Petty, Billy, and adolescent. And I will cut the. Henry! Henry! Charlie here! Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> No one tells time like the present. If you had to be there, then why weren't you? I had a fair. But I came clean. How can I be talking to myself, if you can hear me? 
she wouldn't give me the time of day, so I tried later. The funny bone is not actually a bone. How is that funny? I think Jesus has body self-image issues. If superstitious were normal, it'd just be barring stitious. Trying not to think about it seems at odds with its intention. I saw stacked Colette at the copy machine. Was I seeing double? Or was she collating? Does Chewie get granola bar royalties? I left the internet on last night. Man that was expensive. Do opposable thumbs, argue? The COVID vaccines are divided. Together they're called sarcasm a doc? You either have crickets, or neon. Except you get to choose neon. You know he this one cried all the way home? Too long if in out shopping. Square, I'm at the house. That's right. Right out of the box, man. I'm letting you know where I'm at. Not at 21st and Florida in beautiful mission. No, not at all. In the deep, dark Bayview. Best neighborhood in town. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that Vigilante man, I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Buckhouse Square, I'm, uh, I don't know, I got records, I'm, I'm in my room, surrounded, not surrounded by records, flanked, is that different, I don't know, I don't know my military terms, but uh, there's a bunch of records laying around here, I picked some. And I'm sticking with those. I may have to augment, but I'm uh, I'm sticking to my guns here. So I hope uh, things are okay uh, for most of you. And uh, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Come along and chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Vigilante man, why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. 
And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
happy together If I should call you up Invest a dime And you say you belong to me So lose my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together Toss the dice, it had to be The only one for me is you And you for me, so happy together Surrender to some dragon in your dreams Give me your dirty love Like a pink donation to the dragon in your dreams I don't need your sweet devotion And I don't want your cheap emotion Whip me up some dragon lotion For your dirty love Your dirty love Give me your dirty love Like some tacky little pamphlet in your daddy's bottom drawer. Give me your dirty love. I don't believe you've never seen his book before. I don't need no consolation. I don't want your reservation. I only got one destination, and that's your dirty love. Your dirty love.
make a fuzzy poodle do. Give me your dirty love. The way your mama make that nasty poodle chew. I'll ignore your cheap aroma and your little more beef diploma. I'll just put you in a coma with some dirty love. Some dirty love. That dirty love. That dirty love. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews his nap. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews his nap. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews his nap. Poodle bites. Come on, French. Poodle chews his nap. Speck of cereal. Poodle bites. Come on, French. Poodle chews his nap. Nothing but the best for my poodle bites. Come on, French.